and and and, and movie wise, he says, "I can't wait to get Cage back to hell," and that's when he like like mimes so bending him over, and like 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 fucking him in the ass, and he puts his his, his V up to like his his tongue and puts his tongue out, yeah. and it's just it's so it's so nasty, it's so, so nasty. nasty, it's so rude, yeah. it's so rude. <laughs> the devil's a rude dude. <laughs> God damn, it's so good. <laughs> Dave, like Dave Grohl's verse in that is probably like my favorite part of this song. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band, different artist, and we break down one of their records, and, uh, you know, we try to have a good time doing it. My name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. While you're listening, because I know you got nothing better to do, go to Spotify, give us five stars. Go to Apple Podcasts. If you're listening on there, give us five stars. Please go do that. All of our social media handles are at Asinine Radio. We have a Discord server if you want to join that. Let us know. We'll send you the link. We have a phone number you can call. Leave us a voicemail. Shoot us a text. That phone number is 503-893-5307. Or if you're listening on Spotify, you can go down into the description. You can leave us a message on there. I don't care. Do whatever you want. This is your life. Um, and uh, I think that's all I got for the intro. So what are we doing today, Jeff? Damn, just a lot of words. You just like spit a lot of words. My God. I got to get that shit out. We are doing uh, uh, ten- uh, Tenacious... Uh, Tenacious D, pick a destiny. A long ass fucking time ago in a town called Kickapoo, they lived a humble family, religious through and through. But yea, there was a black sheep, and he knew just what to do. His name was Young JP, and he refused to step in line. A vision he did see of fucking rocking all the time. He wrote a tasty jam, and all the planets did align. Oh, the dragon's balls were blazing as I stepped into his cave. Then I sliced his fucking cockles with a long and shiny blade. Twas I who fucked the dragon, fuck a lie, sing fuck a loo. And if you try to fuck with me, then I shall fuck you too. Gotta get it on in the party zone. I got to shoot a load in the party zone. Gotta lick a toad in the party zone. Rock and roll's the devil's work, he wants you to rebel. You become a man 
Tenacious D was kind of formed in the year 1994 by Jack Black on vocals and guitar and Kyle Gass on guitar. They currently have four full-length records, one kind of TV show, and one movie. Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny is also the soundtrack to the movie of the same name, and it was released November 14th, 2006. It features Jack Black and Kyle Gass, as well as several notable guests. Now, Jeff, what is your, uh, what's your origin story with Tenacious D? And then your initial thoughts on the soundtrack. What do you got? Go. My origin story is is camp, much like much like everything else. I'm in my fucking miserable, insignificant peanut life. <laughs> 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 always camp. It's always fucking camp. Boring. Yeah. Um, no, camp was dope. I love camp. It was fun. Um, but I, I remember I remember people playing tribute on on like the campfire stage for like skits but incorporating like camp themes to it but i always remember that like that little riff right there i've always remembered that and and like it just i thought it was so funny and i I thought it was just so cool that these older guys were playing music and and kind of improvising at camp i'm I'm talking about camp here improvising things and i was like that's so cool and then like they said oh yeah it's tenacious d listen to this and then listening to this album because we always had this cleanup time, and it was it was an hour after breakfast before lunch act pre lunch activities. No, sorry, no, yeah, it was an hour after breakfast, and it was like it was cabin cleanup time, and it was just a way for you to like unpack, like clean up your cabin a little bit, prepare for your day, and but like our counselors would always put on music, and that's where I heard like Dropkick Murphys, Bouncing Souls, fucking Easy E, like all of this stuff that like a ten year old probably shouldn't be listening to. That's that's what we listened to because cabin cleanup was was cabin cleanup. You know what happened? What goes on in cabin cleanup stays in cabin cleanup. And and tenacious so D came out. on, and I thought it was so fucking funny. And I was like, God damn, dude, these guys are not that great. This music is not that great, <clears throat> but it's still really really good. Like, why is this so good? Everything about this is so amazing. So tribute was was my real introduction, and then this album I listened to, and we were like twelve when it came out, I guess. Yeah. Right? Eh, like 14. Eight, That's no, fine. Nine, yeah. It's four, 14. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was counting my fingers. <laughs> and ever since then, I've just, I've, I've always, I've always really liked Tenacious D. I've always liked Jack Black. Uh, Kyle Gass, I, 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 I unfortunately kind of push him to the side a little bit because I don't think he's as, and for sure, like this, this week solidified that, but I, he, he's not the mastermind behind this. I, I, I think. It, it, it's not a symbiotic relationship. I, I think it's it's mostly Jack Black, but I think Jack Black, for some reason, needs Kyle Gass so so much, and and for that I'm thankful. But I mean, this is this is a Jack Black band. Yeah, Jack but he so need, fucking funny. He, I feel like he needs Kyle to play off of. He needs that person to play off of, and Kyle is that kind of almost straight man, yeah, the one that kind of lets him do his own thing and like throws in little little funny sayings or little funny things here and there but jack needs that needs that that level-headed person which is kind of kyle gas yeah otherwise it would just be the jack black hour and he would just be off the rails it's just too goofy yeah it would be way too goofy so you have yeah, to have some true. sort of balance it's like watching the office and only watching michael scott Oof. or only watching dwight it's too much it'd be fun at first but yeah it would be it's way too much, too much. You, you have to have that balance but Okay. Yeah, so that's my that's my intro to the D. We Very are good. D, we young. 
Very good. Uh, my origin story, I don't know what it was first. I don't know if it was the, the video for Tribute, because I remember watching that on MTV2, that coming up on MTV2 back in the day. I don't know if it was that or when they were in the Foo Fighters video for Learn to Fly, because I loved that video. I think that video is so goddamn funny. The song is is whatever, but the video is so good. I love that video. <laughs> Video's I, good, I, yes. I had recorded it on on a on a VHS tape, and uh, and I would just watch it over and over again. And they were in the, in that video. They were the ones who like essentially poisoned the coffee on the plane. And um, yeah, so I really don't know. I don't remember which one came first, that video, or the uh, I think it was the video came first. But the the video for tribute and the song tribute were really good, and I never really. Got it. I, I remember listening to the record that first time, and I didn't really care for it because I was a I was a metal guy, you know, a new metal guy. I was a a punker kid, so I just didn't care for that acoustic stuff. But it wasn't until later high school, like oh five, oh four, oh five, where I I got more into it because of you guys, and then the movie, The Pick of Destiny, and also a friend of the pod, Annie. She loves loves Jack Black, and she loved she loves Tenacious D. So it was it was a mixture of you, Annie. And then going to see the Pick of Destiny that, and and also the TV show on HBO, that got me really into, uh, or got me more into into Tenacious D. So that's my origin story, Shit. and a little bit of Shit. the initial thoughts on the album of the week. So, okay, so yeah, okay. Let, let's jump into the Pick of Destiny. I think we're just gonna kind of run through all of the songs because they kind of have to be gone through, you know, chronolo- or sequentially, chronologically, because they all tell a story because it really is a soundtrack. And, and honestly, yeah, it's, and the 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 oh, it's the greatest oh, musical of all time. It's the greatest musical of all time. Oh, I stand by it. Oh. This, Singing in the Rain, and Sound of Music, three, get it, three greatest musicals of all time, hands down. So. so there's only like one, in my book, there's only... The only true musical I think that is great is Joseph in the Amazing Technical of the Dreamcoat. That's so wrong. Everything is uh, everything's music. There's no talking. It's all singing. If you're gonna talk, talk, talk is cheap, baby. You can't see my hand, but I'm doing like the 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 the, the mouth noise, the mouth gesture. Talk yeah, is cheap, baby. Yeah. Talk is cheap. If you're gonna be a true musical, it's gotta be all singing. It's gotta be all music. I don't hear talking. Mm-hmm. There's talking, oh, in this, so, so therefore it cannot be uh, it cannot be the greatest. It's really, 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 really good, but it's not the greatest. Joseph <laughs> in the main section of the Dreamcoat. That's the greatest. But I digress. Okay, so, so then, um, fuck. Where where are we gonna start? Cause it's the Kickapoo. Yeah, we're starting with Kickapoo. Kickapoo. We already played a little bit of it. This one, opening of the of the the entire movie. Obviously, Jack Black's a little kid. It's kind of his uh, him essentially getting kicked out of his ho- his own home for liking satanic music and because he has a very very religious family. Meatloaf plays his dad, not the food, but the singer plays his dad. Um, then Dio comes in to save the day and kind of let tells Jack, you know, there's more to life outside of this and just leave. So uh, that's I, kind I, of the I, gist I, of, of the so song. many, so many like like flashbacks, anecdotes I have to this. So this is, I was not a metal man in, in in high school, for sure. Only knew Dio as as people, as somebody that that people who like metal like. Yeah. And when Dio when Dio showed up in this, I was like, "Oh wow, maybe Dio is kind of cool. Like it's fucking rad." Because if Jack Black likes Dio, therefore I should like Dio. Still never <laughs> dove into Dio. Don't care in, in high school. I, I never did it. But this made me like dislike Meatloaf. I was like, "Oh, Meatloaf is a joke, dude." Because he played this character. Much how much I hate Sean Penn because of his character in Mystic <laughs> River. I can't even look at him. 
I, I, I didn't like Meatloaf for a long time. Honestly, until we started like collecting the vinyls, and I picked up Bad Out of Hell, and I'm like, Bad holy shit, hell. this is a pretty fucking good album. In the Rocky Horror <laughs> Picture Show uh, episode that we that did. Movie. God damn. But Meatloaf is super cool, man. He's so great. I think he's one of my favorite parts of this entire soundtrack. Yeah. His, God, I wish I wish he had more. Amazing. Yeah. I really wish he had more of a, a presence on this album, or at least he had a bigger part in this song, at least in this song. But he just has that one verse. But the way his voice kind of meshes with with the heaviness of the guitars and and Dave Grohl's drums, oh my gosh, dude! It's just it's it's excellent, and he is a great singer. Meatloaf was a great great singer, and and I've always I've always like talked shit on him too. I I still haven't listened to Bad Out of Hell. I know I oh, need it's to, so good, dude. but I still have not listened to it. Um, but I've always 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 loved his performance on this song, and also his performance on Rocky Horror Picture Show. I I was it's fantastic. So he, he he has a voice yeah. that like it, it can be great if he's a rock star or it can be great if he's like a stage actor. Mm-hmm. He can just do it all. He just has that type of voice, and and that's fucking tough. That is tough to to please a crowd of 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 play watchers, and it's tough to please a crowd of like moviegoers. And, and yeah. he could do both of them because his voice is both both like generic. Because Dio's voice in this is it's fun, it's great, but it's generic. Dio's <laughs> a generic voice. See, I don't wouldn't say he's a. I think he has a unique voice, but I don't like his voice. I I think it's generic. I I, I think really? like well, hey, you brave on jables, you are hungry for the rock. Like anybody can fucking sing like that, dude. <laughs> and hey. then the vibrato at the end too. Hollywood. Hollywood. It's so. Oh my god. Like that's dude, so it's... generic, dude. Hey, I don't. I still don't want to say it's generic. It's, it's generic. It's boring. Whatever. It's not generic. Milov doesn't need to do that. He doesn't need to, to to do these little tricks. That you 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 watch any episode of The Voice or American Idol, they all fucking sing the same. Don't care. All sing the same. They all sound the same. <laughs> that's they true. The, that's true. They sing the same type of fucking song. They all sound the same. Boring. Generic. Get over it. Milov is not like that. He doesn't do that kind of shit. He doesn't need to do that shit because his voice carries. He can be soft. He can be intimate. Or he can like belt out and, 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 and fill a room, fill a, a, a stadium if he wanted to. Yeah. yeah. Like the dude's a performer. And my God. And then his acting in this too. Like, <laughs> it's such great. a nice guy. But like the acting in this, he was an asshole in this. Yeah, he, he plays was, the asshole so well. The the moment the moment at the dinner table when when young Jack Black is singing the song with the guitar and you could just see him fuming at the table, just ready to just, you know, essentially beat the shit out of young Jack Black, which he does later in the song. But uh, yeah, just, just that, that buildup and dude, he, he was a good actor. He was a good actor. He's a great singer. He has, he has such a commanding voice. I, it, yes. I'm just so impressed by, by his voice. I, I know I got to listen to bad out of hell, but I'm just so afraid it's not going to live up to my expectations. I mean, don't think of it as 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 like something that's going to compete with Sabbath or anything. It's just good, clean not. fun. It's just solid, good, I'll clean. Listen to it. It's just I'll listen good, to it this week. It's good shit, dude. It's it's good stuffs. Just listen yeah. to it. Take the stick out of your ass and fucking enjoy your life once in a while. <laughs> I'll tell you that much right now. I don't know thing about it. So, oh boy. All right. So, I, I, what? If if because I, I I still did list bangers. Kickapoo would too. be my three B. Okay, so I listed bangers as well. Kickapoo, Kickapoo is my four B, my fourth banger on this record. Okay, okay, okay. So, uh, 
let, let's move on to the next song. I mean, unless there's something kind of really important you want to say about Kickapoo. I, I mean, we could go on for days. Kickapoo is such we an could. amazing song because it transitions from just an acoustic thing. And it goes in like the transitions from the parts that lead into Meatloaf and Dio's. Those are like the, my favorite parts. They're very abrupt. And girl comes in with a it's just, yeah. I, dude, I get fucking pumped up. I get so excited. The the, the changes so are very, the, so the changes good. are very abrupt, but they they still have a fluidity to them, which is so weird because you yeah you have that that acoustic part with with young JB. And then it and then it just it just immediately goes into the heaviness where Meatloaf's gonna you know beat JB around, and then it, it's just the soft where he's Jack is just kind of you know pleading to something more, and he it's very soft and and just melancholy, and then Dio comes in really heavy and really hard, and then it just kind of fa- it's just just go my son and rock, and then it just kind of. It builds, but then it kind of slowly fades out. Very, very slowly fades out <laughs> as as you know Jack arrives into into all the different Hollywoods. No, oh, it's I know it's so stupid. There's like a Florida one. There's <laughs> he goes to oh. every Hollywood in the United States. There's like seven Hollywoods in this country <laughs> before he finally comes to the Hollywood in uh, California. And don't so forget funny. too that that montage is shot in a way that's it's purposeful. It's shit. It's trash. It's just it's yeah, him. Yeah. It's like, and he's not running. He's just kind of like jogging in place. And because he's a kid actor, right? Like these kid actors aren't aren't the best of all. And it's just like, dude, he's doing such a bad job. It's so great. <laughs> That's the. I mean, it's the it's the absolute point. And it, what was good about that part of the movie is that it showed the passage of time from young Jack Black to the modern day Jack Black, because it took so long just to get to Hollywood, California. <laughs> so it was it was just a good way of. of 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 that passage of time, I, I thought that was that was really well done by because Liam Lynch directed the video or the movie, and uh, I thought that was that was really that was well done, honestly. So. And this this whole opening sequence of of of, of Kickapoo of introducing Jack Black and and introducing like his his aspirations to become a rock star, and man, I, when this kid comes out and he's like, I, I sliced his fucking cackles, and he's like saying that, and you can see Meatloaf <laughs> and the mom's like clutching her pearls, and Meatloaf's like throwing yeah. his napkin on the table. I lose it every single time. It is so, <laughs> so funny. funny. It's so good. This kid is so hilarious. I know. It's I perfect. Know. And, he, it's perfect. and he matches Jack's Jack Black's facial expressions really well too. Perfectly. Yeah. It was good casting. Honestly, it was good casting. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to uh to Classico. So from here, Jables arrives in in Hollywood or LA really, not Hollywood, but in LA. He's on he's in in Santa Monica because you can see the pier in the background and uh, he runs across this guy playing guitar just by himself and he has a little bit of a crowd and he's just so blown away and impressed and it's Kyle Gass with long hair and uh, it's so ugly it's yeah he's it's so, ugly. so ugly and Kyle is just think says you know he pretty much like says you're a piece of shit and then he plays this and then he starts playing Classico and then Jack starts to sing along with it and it's just so goddamn good this is uh Oof. this is this is my 5b this is my 5b it's, it's my 6b this is uh this, this so that like this one is cool because we've heard cage do this before he's done this on their first album they did stuff like this on the hbo show and so what, yeah. what's what's cool about this is they're bringing this back to their early days this is in the movie it's supposed to be their first time meeting 
but like we as 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 Tanakh heads, we know that they've done the song before, and so it's cool for them to throw it back and redo the song as like them first meeting type of thing, a, a reimagining of early stuff and blending it into like the concept of the movie. I think it's fucking amazing. That's solid well, the, writing right there. I've always I've always seen the movie as a prequel to the show. Because all the because all the characters who are in the show are in this movie, but it's the introduction to the characters. It's it's the introduction to Sasquatch, the introduction to um what's the guy's name? I can't even think right now. The Ultra Fan. Yeah, I I, I don't know what his name is, but he's like Reed or something. J, JD Reed or something yeah, in real life. I can't remember his name. But like they've done this Lee. song before. I think it's Lee. But yeah, Lee. Lee's his name. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. the song Lee, your favorite song Lee. That's the, yeah, that's yeah, that's to right. Yes, yes, yes. But th- we've heard them do this song before, so the fact that they're they're rehashing old music, but putting a twist on it, in the concept of this is their first time meeting. Like this is, this is long con stuff. This is this yeah. is like continuity stuff here. This is this is next level shit. It really is. I agree. I totally agree with you on that. And the best so, part, the best fucking part of this song is when KG flicks his pick at Jack and he hits him in the face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's so disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> and Jack is so, he's so hurt. He's so bummed he that is. he was treated like shit by this guy. The first guy that he sees playing music, he just <laughs> falls in love with. <laughs> Doing some, oh, God, oh, it's so fuck. funny. So here's a uh, here's Classico from Tenacious D. He's the man, let me hear you applaud. He is more than a man, he's a shiny golden god. If you think it's time to fucking rock and fucking roll out of control, well then you know you've got to rock the block. You fucking sock, my fucking cock. Cause when you rule, you fucking school all of the fools out of their jewels. Cause if you think it's time to if you think it's time to if you think it's time to fucking rock is going to kick your fucking ass and you know his name is Kyle Gass rocking and fucking rolling and fucking rocking and fucking rolling and fucking So good. Woof. Every like, part I, of that. The highs, the lows of his voice. I just it's a perfect song. <laughs> it's all so I do when I hear sweet. this song is just mimic like his his hand gestures, like like the suck my fucking cock part when he peels <laughs> <Yeah>. the banana. <laughs> <laughs> he peels a fucking he mime peels a banana. God. <laughs> so good. And the last and part the, 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 do, 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 the back and forth with his head shakes. Dude. Yeah, and, and and the shot goes between both of them, like every bup. The but but it goes between each of their faces. It's Ugh. it's great, man. It's fucking great. And then Lee is there. This is where this is when Lee is introduced into the story. Yeah, because he's just like a pizza de- pizza delivery guy, and he just comes across this, and he's just like blown away by it. And he's the only one who like claps and stays behind. And is like, dude, you guys are the best ever. And then that's when Kyle kind of blows them both off, and that's when he flicks the the picket at Jack's face at Jack's head. Oh my god, it's so fucking funny. It's yeah, so dude. good. It's it's great. So. Uh, going from here, you know, Kyle, Kyle leaves, you know, Jack has nowhere to go. And so he just ends up sleeping like on, on the boardwalk there. And he, uh, sings a song called baby and which I don't really care to play. Honestly, I don't really care much for this song. Um, it's, it's, it's fine. Yeah. It, it serves a purpose. It, it drives the story forward. It, it's really just, um, 
I mean, there's a part where, where KG and JB layer the vocals. That's super cool. I like that. But yeah. it's just a lead up to the the I'm just a baby. That that's what it's all leading up to. It's it's, it's like instilling cries. doubt. <laughs> it's instilling doubt on the character to, to maybe this yeah. wasn't a great idea. So it serves a purpose. Not a great it song. Does. Not a bad song. I would never skip it. But yeah, whatever. Yeah, and then and then there's the whole Clockwork Orange part. You know, it, it was it was fun. It was funny. And then you know they, they kind of beat 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 Jack Black up, and then. Uh, and then Kyle comes at the last second, shoes him away, and then he after, he after pretends, they're already leaving. Yeah, after they're already leaving, then he pretends he was the one who scared him away, and then JB is just even in more, he's <laughs> more in love with with Kyle after that. And then Kyle invites him back to the house, and then you know he kind of trains him how to be a rock star, and he pretty much lies to to JB about a bunch of different things, and then eventually it it comes to to light that, uh, you but there's know, a, his mom, there's, there's, the mom is sending money. To him. There's a scene. There's a scene where, where Cage is teaching JB that I still like quote to this day to anybody that I, I do this to, and it's it's a try to snatch it part. The try to yes, snatch I it. Yes, I know, I know. Fuck I know. me, that is like what that that that's a top quote for me from like any movie ever. I just anytime somebody tells me to hand them anything and I put it in my hands, I try to snatch it. Snatch it. it. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then when and then when JB tries it tries he misses and he goes, God damn it. He like <laughs> gets so mad. Oh my god! It, it, that part's great. I mean, all the between between baby and the song, essentially the song "Destiny" and history. There's a lot that happens in the movie, but um, I mean, like, like I said, it's pretty much just kind of building the relationship more between JB and Kyle, and then you know, really the 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 roles reverse during this section because at the time Kyle's the one. He's the leader essentially because he's 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 lied, flat out lied to JB the entire time, and then once JB finds out that that it is a lie and that his mom is actually supporting him, um, that's when like completely. I mean, the roles completely change at that point, like instantaneously. JB becomes the leader of the of the of the friendship of the duo. With yeah. with that in that moment, and, and it's like uh, yeah this. This semi mimics like real life, like like they did kind of do this thing where they they traded. Cage gave Jack Black guitar lessons, and Jack Black like bought him food and like pot essentially. Yeah, yeah. when they first met, and and take it back earlier, I, I do know that Jack said that his uh, his parents were very supportive of him always, and they only did that that meatloaf part because it, it works better for the movies, and they got meatloaf to do it, but. He he always had said like his parents were very supportive of his acting and and, and musical career. Yeah, so I, cool. I read that too, and and also a thing in this movie that that actually plays in into real life with the relationship was they actually originally met in 1986. They were part of a, a group called like the Actors Gang or something like that, and they didn't like each other. They did not get along for for several years. But they were still part of this, like this comedy. I wouldn't even say a comedy, a comedy troupe. troupe or some shit. Like, yeah, it was something weird yeah, like that. Yeah. And they didn't like each other. They they didn't get along until they they traveled to uh, Scotland for whatever reason. And they went on some like hike, and that's when they they discovered, oh, we actually have a lot more in common. And they actually became really good friends at that point. And when they got back, they wrote a song together, and that's when their whole relationship kind of started. Was actually in Scotland, and yeah, they 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 hated each other, and they this kind of this movie kind of shows that but in a much more condensed version 
um, than in real life. Well, so. I mean, and the fact that that Jack Black took a massive pay cut to make uh-huh. this movie, like like he was he's a, he's a big time actor at this point. He's he's yeah. worth millions. His 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 starting salary is well over five to ten million dollars per flick. So he, I he oh, condensed sorry. it down. Yeah, he yeah he went down. He took a pay cut and split it with KG. So at this point, so this movie came out in 2006. They actually had to delay the filming of this movie a little bit because Jack had gone to film the movie King Kong or Kong with Peter Jackson, and which is not a good huge. movie. Huge. Well, but like it was huge, though. It was a huge movie. Yeah, it made a lot of fucking money, and he made a lot of money off the movie. But, but so he went and did that. And at the time, from what I was reading, he was making roughly $12 million per movie that he was making at the time. And he took a pay cut of one million dollars, or he took a pay cut to the point where he was making he made one million dollars off of this movie, and he split he split that one million dollars with Kyle to make this movie. And I, so that's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. And then on top of that, the budget for this movie was about thirteen million, and then twenty million dollars worth of uh, marketing on top of that. So it came out to be almost it came out to be over thirty three million dollars to make the movie marketing and everything. And it only made 18 million. So it was a complete fucking flop. Yeah. Complete bomb. So just kind of throwing that out there in the context of it all. But it made a lot of moving like home sales. It made a lot of mo- the, it uh, did, yeah. money and like CD sales for the, for the soundtrack. People love it. That's why we're doing it. That's you know, I didn't, it. I didn't look, but did they ever release it on Blu-ray? I don't know. I don't think, I don't think, cause I have it. I have the, the OG DVD when it came out. And that's what I watched on yesterday when I rewatched the movie. That's what I have too. Just yeah, because it's not it's not streaming anywhere. I mean, you could rent it or buy it on the streaming sites, but it's not streaming with any sort of subscription. So I just watched it on my DVD, which is funny because like, yeah, dude, DVD. If you watch a DVD now, it's just so dated. Like the menu screen, everything. It's annoying, just seems, dude. I find it, it irritating. Is. <laughs> it's fucking irritating. I did too. And not only that, but like the the sound is very, uh, it's not balanced really at all. It's like you get these really quiet moments and then it gets super fucking loud. So you, I'm, I feel like I'm constantly like turning the volume up and down because it just gets too loud or too quiet or whatever like that. I haven't watched a DVD in a long time. But, <laughs> uh, but anyway, let, let's move on. Let, let's move on. So we got through Baby. We got through that chunk of the movie. So at this Destiny. point, they're, they're friends. So now they're starting to play gigs. So but like, they play. Well, but like Desi's got cool chugs. though. remember the end. The do 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 do. It, it do, does, do, do. but it, Good. but it's Come more on, of like a, cool chugs. But it's an interlude. I know, but Destiny's even their transitions, even their interludes are fucking cool. They they are really cool. No, they are. They're really cool, but they're interludes. Do, and do, do, but do. what I like is like they have the the cool tarot cards. Yeah, like the band or and the devil and all that kind of stuff. It was that part was really well done. The transitions were really well done. And that's that, that's that that's not just like a throwback to their first album, but also like a, a the, the what do you call it a, a precursor to what to become later on, because their first album got a lot of shit because the the, the cover art the cover art mm-hmm. is essentially like like the devil tarot card, with with yeah. two naked people in front of like the devil and it was like banned in a lot of stores and stuff and recalled, so it's again continuity everything's coming together good stuff yeah history go totally right history. Um, this song it is them going to their like the first open mic night, 
and this is this goes along with real life they they played a lot of open mic nights they were they held residencies at certain very very small clubs and venues in la and hollywood and this is kind of them showing what was going on in real life and this song i love this song it's just a straight up acoustic song with them too there's no fu- no fluff no frill and the lyrics are so fucking funny i <laughs> It's just it's so stupid. Well, I, I I love the song. What, what do you got? What B is it? What B is it? What B is it? It's uh it's my uh, my seven B. Oh damn, it's my four B. Okay, I I mean I still love this song. It when I say when a B is this low, it's I still I I love it. I love the lyrics, the music, everything. This one is this one is incredibly smooth. When 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 Jack says like it's not just a list of bullshit we've done in the past. I think the way he says that is so fucking crisp. It's so smooth. It's so, it's so confident. It's so on point. Man, it's I, the I, way he says bullshit. It's like bullshit. Bullshit. Like bullshit. It's just, God, it's so crisp. I never heard anybody cuss that crisp. It's just it's because he, he uses unreal. like his whole mouth. He uses all all of his lips. Like every muscle he could use in his lips, he uses for that. <laughs> and so. this is like this. This is the most old school Tenacious D song on this album. It's aggressive, loud. Right. <clears throat> it's acoustic, obviously catchy. There's layers to it. It's energetic. Like this is, this is the most like like throwback to the beginning of Tenacious D. What they started as. What it was just two guys shitting around, and that's cool because they're telling <laughs> a history story. They're telling you where they started, yeah. and that's fucking rad. They could write a song that throws back to where they began. Come on. Yeah, I know. It's I know. unreal. It's... The songwriting on this album is so much more complex than like anybody ever gave it credit for. It, I agree. It fucking it, irritates it, me. This record this record and these songs are so underrated. It it's it's really aggravating. I also love it in in some of the later verses, or at least the I think it's just one verse actually, where they where they, they kind of do that back and forth. You know, Kyle's fingers be silver, Jack's voice then be gold. Like they, they, it's just this very kind of like, um, like Renaissance kind of yes, you know, <laughs> thing going on. I love it. It's, yes, it's great. It's fantastic. And that 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 last that last supreme where where, where KG yeah. just drains it out and just, and just lets it go, and then Jack's <laughs> yeah. kind of going off. Good God, man! Oh, and talk about the talk chills. about the lyrics. Talk about the lyrics in that outro too. We Burrito reign supreme. supreme. Burrito Supreme, a Chicken Supreme, a Cutlass Supreme, Cutlass Supreme, Supreme, yeah. Oh my God, and the way they sing it, it oh, I love, I love the lyrics in this. <laughs> it's truly, truly a really well written song. I think it only runs for like two minutes, two and a half minutes or whatever. But Mo- yeah, most of these songs are super short. It's funny because yeah. like Cutlass Supreme, I, I, I just, I, I'm not a car guy. Never been a car mm. guy, and I just never knew what like a Cutlass Supreme was until until fairly recently. Probably in the past like five to seven years, when when I heard somebody say the word cutlass, because I, I always thought it was spelled C U T L E S S. I said I don't know what that is. Maybe that's a a cut of meat. I don't know. <laughs> then somebody said something about a cutlass, and my first in, in reaction was, oh, like like Tenacious D, Pick a Destiny. And the person looked at me like I was fucking crazy. I was like, yeah, Cutlass <laughs> Supreme, right? Like Burrito Supreme. And they thought I was an idiot. And I looked it up, and Shh, that's a fucking car. Color Supreme's a car. It is. It's it, it's a car that you watch any movie from the 1970s that that's based in the 1970s. Every single car in that movie is going to be a Color Supreme. <laughs> like it's it's the most generic car it is. of that it's decade. It's a fucking generic looking car. Yeah, from that from that very specific decade. 
Oh, Burrito man, so Supreme. I, I love this song. I think it's amazing. I, I think the way they the the guitar sound, I think they're super crisp. And uh, I don't know. I like it. It's 4B. Yeah. There we go. go Should we play History or what do you think? What do you want to do? All right, here it is. History from uh, Tenacious D. This is a song called The History of Tenacious D. And it's not just a list of bullshit that we've done in the past. It's a chronicling of our rise to power. We ride with kings on mighty steeds across the devil's plain. We've walked with Jesus and his cross. He did not die in vain, no. We've run with wolves. We've climbed K2, even stopped a moving train. We've traveled through space and time, my friends, to rock this house again. Rock! We ride and we ride and we'll never subside and we'll ride till the planets collide. And if you say that we do not ride, I'll turn your fucking hide. Ride! Our fingers be silver. Shots voice then be gold. But lest you think we're vain. We know you're all robots and we don't care to nation. We reign. We reign. Supreme. Oh God. Burrito Supreme. And a chicken supreme. And a cutlass supreme. Supreme. Yeah. Go knock on one, two, three. There you go, history from Tenacious so D. So good. I don't know, one, two, three. <laughs> when, yeah, when he says, gonna come one, two, three. I just, it's so funny. You know, on, on, on Genius Lyrics, it says, go now, Kyle, one, two, three. But it, it's not what he says. He says, come now, one, two, three, right? I've always At least I've always he, thought. I've always thought he just says, gonna come one, two, three. I it's thought he, was, he had to say, Gonna come one two three or yeah he was it's gonna it's just, come it's one gibberish. two three. It, it's the same as like in tribute when they're when they're doing the little solo like it's it's gibberish. They always do gibberish. <laughs> that, that gibberish <laughs> solo was <laughs> so good. Love that part. I've always I've, I I didn't I forgot to look it up this week, but I've always I've always read and heard and and heard stories that the reason they did that is because they couldn't solo that well at the time when they wrote tribute. So oh. instead of doing a guitar solo, they did a vocal solo. I can see that. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the truth. I'm going to go with it. That sounds really cool. <laughs> All right. So moving on. Uh, so the song, The Government Totally Sucks. This song wasn't even in the movie. I don't know. Oh, I think it was a deleted scene, actually, right? Yeah. 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 I So I didn't even think of watching the any of the deleted scenes on the DVD. But what do you have on this one? So, so like, I don't want to written about it. I don't want to say like it's not a B for me, but it is a lower B. Yeah, I, I don't I don't uh, even know. It. It. It's a it, it's a lower B for me. Um this is like some schoolhouse rock shit because it's very it's very seemingly informative. It's telling you facts as they see it and, and it's it's delivering them in a way that, that is clear, that you can hear, that's concise. But my favorite part is when he talks about Ben Franklin. He says Ben Franklin like to get naked while smoking on the weed. <laughs> Dude, that's so fucking stupid. It, like, come on, that is so fucking hilarious. It's so funny. I love that. But I don't know it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a it's a fine song. It's solid. It's um, 
It's good filler. Yeah, it's I just filler. I don't I don't understand why they would put it even put it on the soundtrack if it's not in the movie. And if you are going to put it on the soundtrack, put it at the end like the other deluxe tracks are, like Kong. Well, the metal wasn't in the movie. The metal's in the credits, at least. Uh, yeah, like later. So, yeah, but it's still in the credits. I actually I sat through the entire credits just to just to hear. You gotta uh, hear the metal. To hear the metal, yeah. Gotta hear the metal. Yeah. So I rarely have I rarely ever sit through the credits of anything, but yeah, I went back and, and did it for this one. But yeah, the government totally sucks. I'm I'm I don't even really care to talk about it government too much. Government totally sucks, you motherfucker. Government totally sucks. But I will say though, right? If, say, it, though? It, if 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 I've told you this right now, I won't anything about it. If anybody ever says, like, oh, the government sucks, I always think of this. I always go, oh, yeah, man, the government totally sucks. Motherfucker. You always got to do the motherfucker part. Motherfucker. It's always, it's just just a quotable song because that, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's it's easy. Go ahead. ahead. Master Exploder. Master Exploder. This is my, this is my 3B. This is my 3B. What the fuck is your, so, like, your 1B is probably Beelzebub Boss. Your number two is probably the metal. There we go. Uh, Well, no, that's wrong. That's okay. You, I mean, uh, you can I, be I wrong. Hope, I hope you that's are right. So, Master Exploder, yeah, my three B. I think this song, the, the build up in this song is so great. the The lead guitar part that Kyle plays, Good God, is how does just, he play it though? Well, I mean, in the in the movie, he plays it. Well, yeah. his the, his random his his six hands play it. Yes. But, oh um, God, that's so funny. <laughs> it's so, so good. Funny. Well, okay. So, so let's set this up in the movie. So, at this point, they Kyle and and JB they, they've decided that they they discover the the lore or the history of of uh, the Pick of Destiny through Ben Stiller's character at Guitar Center, and so they they realize, oh, this Pick of Destiny is at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, essentially the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So they take a road trip out there with Lee's uh, student driver driving car, which is funny in itself um and uh and then jb falls asleep on the way to this on on this road trip he falls asleep and this is him his dream of them being these rock stars you know they they're they're taking over the world but yet they're still playing in the same club that they they had their first open mic night at which i thought was a it was it was a funny little touch to the entire thing they're not playing like this huge arena they're still playing that that club to like 10 people or the bar Same to 10, ten people. people. With the fucking most rude open mic night host too. All <laughs> yeah. time. And who was played by Paul F. Tomp- Tompkins. It was very funny. So funny. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so this is just them. You know, they have the, the, the eyeliner on. They're wearing like the metal stuff. The, the um, what is it? The, the chain mail over their, their bodies. It's just, it's just so over the top. It's so stupid. Heads explode. Literally explode in this, in this scene. And uh, the the buildup of the song, I f- I feel is just it's perfect, it's perfect. Jack Black's vocals are amazing, truly amazing. Dude, there's just I, I don't even know where to fucking begin. The, the guitar KG plays where mm-hmm. where he it's it's like flipped upside down like woman's legs, and he goes into it in the, <laughs> in the middle and then yeah. licks it. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like it's like you know um the 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 speed metal guitar player Michelangelo. Yeah, you know, the guy from the eighties. He had the so he had, he had the, the the double neck guitar, and then eventually had the 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 four neck guitar. Remember that shit? We have a picture Remember, of, of we us have the picture of the guitar. four the four. I know. One, yeah, and then and then he's wearing a headband. <laughs> like KG's wearing a headband yeah. to mimic that kind of like shitty ass 
80s shred metal stuff. But did you notice when they first walk into Guitar Center, you can hear people in the background playing well-known songs and playing oh, yeah. very, very shitty? Yep. That yep. is, dude, come on. The attention to detail. You walk into any Guitar Center, you're going to hear three songs. Smoke on the Water, Smells Like Teen Spirit, and someone trying to play Stairway. Stairway. And they're all also, sound shit. also Iron Man. Also Iron Man. Don't forget Also Iron, Iron Man. Man. Also Iron Man. I just, I, that just, fuck, I love that attention to detail. Love it, love it. This song is amazing. This is the best intro on the album. Absolutely. The best intro of the album. That, then, that, 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 the strumming pattern on the acoustic guitar. And then when the so crisp. lead comes it's in, so it's, it's, yeah. So, like, so the guy that plays on the, play, the guy that plays lead guitar in this is, they call him Cones or Konsky or something. Yeah. What his fucking yeah. name is. But he also played for Kyle Gass's other band, Trainwreck. And mm-hmm. or uh, no, the Kyle Gas band, not Trainwreck. I think he may have played. Well, tra- I think he played for both, right? Yeah, yeah. But it, but but like John John Konsky, Kalinsky, I think it is. So like, I, I watched a bunch yeah, of videos this week to see if Kyle Gas ever played this live, and this is this is where I realized that he's not as great as I always thought he was, because every live video I ever saw of of on on YouTube, and I watched like seven or eight of them. Like KG never played it. It was always really? this guy. Yeah, never played oh, it. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, pretty disappointing. Kind of sad. Um, kind of like, kind of like that. Like, oh, my hero's not as as cool as he. I thought he was type of thing. But man, dude, this guy John John Konsky, holy shit, dude! This lead part that he throws in is one of the coolest like leads I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. it is and so we- <laughs> fucking cool. And then when when that when that guitar lead ends, where it kind of rings out at the end, and then Jack's voice gets higher, the ooh, ah, I can't even try to sing like he does. <laughs> but that that ooh ah part, oh yeah. my god, it's just such a great. It's a perfect segue out of that last ringing guitar note. It's oh, it's perfection. And then like Grohl, dude, Grohl's like drum parts in this yeah. are just again. He's so tight. He knows how to like build a song up to make it better than it would be without him. <laughs> yeah. But he's never show offy, and I just don't fucking understand like how somebody can be so humble while playing the drums. It's I know. irritating. I'm, Dave Grohl is one of the greatest drummers of all time. I don't care. Absolutely, I'll, I'll fucking say it. I mean, he absolutely is. The dude can write songs, fuck, bro. Man. He's been my favorite drummer since I was a kid. I just he's not the most technical, but fuck, dude, he has he has that songwriting. That that songwriting presence, I guess you could say presence. Would that be the right word? I don't know. Yeah. But um, yeah, dude, the the guy the guy is just an absolute unreal drummer, and it is a shame so much of his talent is wasted in the Foo Fighters as Absolutely a singer and wasted. Absolutely. Although I wasted. do like I do like some of their music, but it is it most of his talent is wasted. I have their greatest so. hits on the vinyls, and then that's I'm I'm happy with it. That's fine. I honestly I would get because I I do have one of their records. But I, I think I would only ever get their greatest hits after this. What what, I, what would you have? Um, the um, oh my god, what is the name of the fucking record? Yeah, it probably sucks. Apparently, <laughs> I'm totally drawing a blank. Holy shit! The the other lead guitar part where it's like that little scale upwards. But then when it ends, it goes and you hear the whammy. Yes, it's that little yes. quick whammy. It's it's not a lot. It's very it's very subtle and it's over super fast, dude. That's it's, it's a solid. It's song fantastic. Writing. Oh, well, the Foo Fighters album is in your honor, by the way. Uh, the one from two thousand five. Is that the one that has all my life? Oh wait, what's it called? No, all my life is one uh, one, one by life. All one by, by one. One by one. One, one by, by one, one has all my life. Yeah. One by one, I got nothing to hide. 
Run good. the fly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Master so Exploder, so Master fucking Explorer. good. And dude. then, and then when when he when Jack has that 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 high part with the vocals, the the guy's head explodes, and and then he goes, "Sorry, sorry." It's so it's, fucking dumb. It's so stupid. And it's then, and then, and then the 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 vocals after that part. The I did not mean. I did not mean to blow your mind. Like the the back and forth vocals are so cheesy and so purposefully. I feel like the purposefully bad. bad. Yes, and it's the that. worst. It's the worst when he says, "But my voice is fucking." And then Cage goes, "Fuck it." He's like, like half ass it. Fuck yeah. it. He can't even say fucking. He says fucking and blows into the mic. Oh, that's great. So good. So real quick, in the defense of Kyle Gass, he he is an actor first and a musician second. Correct. Much like Jack Black yes. is. So so talking shit on him too much, I feels a little unfair because no, him and that. Jack he's, came from the same place. He's probably one of the greatest guitarists that started as an actor, right? Because like what other like 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 Bruce Willis had, a, had the brief music career. Keanu Reeves was in band. Juliette Lewis was in a band. Yeah, all these people that yeah. that released albums like it's all fucking trash. It's all terrible. As far as like actors that also play like instruments, Kyle Gass is one of the best. Okay, I I see where you're going. Where where you're coming from on this one? But if we're like going from like a, like a musician standpoint, like dude, your 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 hired gun just just like. Brought the house down, with that which is part. fine because hired it, guns, studio guys are usually always better than. Yeah, that's why they're studio that's musicians. Their, yeah, that's their job. <laughs> like, yes, literally, that is their fucking job. Absolutely, they have to be perfect. They have to be able to play perfectly. But um, all right, so yeah, Master Exploder. So then, at this point, you know, they, they arrive in the city where the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is. They go to this cafe. Amy Poehler's character is so fucking funny in this. She's so rude and so mean, but. I loved it. Um, this is the divide. So, so this is also an interlude on the record, and also in the movie. This is where there's there's a betrayal where Kyle decides to go after to go with these girls to like a frat party, and but Jack wants to go break into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to get the pick of destiny. It's called something else, but I'm just gonna call it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He meets some creepy guy who tells him more of the story of of the pick of destiny, and. Um, so yeah, they they, they part ways at this point. What? It's Tim Robbins. He meets Tim it's Robbins. Tim Robbins, yeah. 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 Who's actually the creator or founder of said comedy troupe or acting troupe that they were a part of oh, many really? years was earlier. He the head of it? Yeah. I knew he was a part of it, but I didn't know he was the head of he, it. He was either the head of it at the time or he's the head of it now or he's the founder oh, of it. Oh, okay. Okay. Which may, which is kind of like again like continuity everything's kind of coming together but there's 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 a couple things here in this in this scene this this so the tits are destiny is is what is yeah. essentially happening and Jack Jack is asking Cage he's saying like do you want tits or do you want destiny don't forget these are like these are sorority girls they're twenty twenty two maybe <laughs> dude he's like forty five okay <laughs> fucking weird and then he says he says he he chooses tits so what does he do he lifts his own shirt up and he shows his own boobs his own tits <laughs> That's right yeah. 
And then another quotable part here is when Jack is at the counter and he says, he says I'll have carrot juice. Yes. And, and she says, we don't have this. Then I will have nothing. I'll have nothing. Yes. That's another That's thing that we quote all the time. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> the try to snatch it and then the I will have nothing is something. Then I will have nothing. We, we, have, we have been saying since we, we, we saw this movie. This has been something so... that is so consistent in our repertoire, in our, so in our common language. You know, it's just... <laughs> Don't even think about it anymore. Yeah, Just I, 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 I love so much. I, I haven't watched this movie in several years, and then watching it yesterday, I forgot that those sayings came from this movie. And when when it happened. I just I was laughing so fucking hard because it's gotten <laughs> to the point where it's become so common in our in our in our lives that i just forgot where it came from until it's not like, even yes, just yesterday. like it's, it's not even just you and me it's our entire like group of yeah. friends do this like ryan our and mike, mike both do it mike i don't i think mike's maybe seen this movie once but because we've done it so much over the years <laughs> the i will have nothing thing has become part of his like a main part of <laughs> his life that's like him that yeah oh god it's so fucking funny love it perfect perfection yeah it's great so, um, so at this point, the two split from each other. Uh, but this time, Jables goes and tries to walk to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He gets hungry, so he sits down next to a tree and he starts eating mushrooms, not knowing what these mushrooms will do to him. He starts to hallucinate and he he runs into Sasquatch, which is kind of a throwback to the beginning part of the movie or earlier in the movie when all he wants to do is watch uh, Finding Sasquatch on TV while they're really while they're smoking weed. So it was like a nice little throwback to that to that part of yeah. the movie. And uh, Sasquatch is played by uh, our boy John C. Riley. John C. Riley, fucking hilarious Steve guy. Rule. John C. Riley played Sasquatch in the TV show too. What was that? Of yep. uh, was that nine years earlier? Yeah, eight years earlier. So it was cool that they brought him back for this role, and he agreed to do it. John C. Riley is so goddamn funny. I love love John C. Riley. Yeah. Yep. But uh, but yeah, so so at this point he's he is Sasquatch and uh, he takes young Jables as his son, as his Sasquatch son, and takes him flying around. But in real life, Jack Black is flying down or you know I guess not flying down a river, but he's um he's, almost he's, being drowned down a river. He's slowly drowning down a river, yes. The first when we when we saw this movie in theaters, I, I, we saw this at Cinema City. I know we saw this at Cinema City in the smallest theater they had in the very back of the building. I I remember that very vividly, <laughs> and <laughs> and when that scene happened, you know, it's this, this happy upbeat music, very poppy, <laughs> and then it immediately drops to him. Jables drowning. being in this raging river, raging fucking river, drowning, like white and then immediately, river. <laughs> and then immediately going back into the pop stuff. I was, I was just fucking dying. It was so funny. It was so perfectly just cut and edited. <laughs> it was just so outrageous. Oh my god! It still makes me laugh so hard when I watch it. And then after that point, he finds he finds himself climbing up a tree and. He thinks he's flying, but he's up on this giant tree branch, and it's just so fucking dumb. It's such a dumb part of the movie. There's really no reason to have this entire scene of the movie. No, absolutely not. It's completely only, irrelevant. Only to bring back old characters yeah, and, and that's old concepts. All it is. And, all and, it and, is. And, and like the passage of time, like the progression, like like when cars are moving forward in movies. It mm-hmm. shows the audience that things are moving forward. The movie is moving forward. The plot is moving forward, even if it's not. 
But the, but the way Jax is like me, time to you protect me. Me. And there's always that like brief <laughs> pause right before the me, yeah. dude. That's so funny. Yeah, that pause is great. Should we play a Gets little bit of it? Time. Yeah, play a little bit of it. Okay, so here's uh here's the song. <laughs> just the oh, the beginning of the song just is so dumb. So here's the song, Papa Gnu, He's My Sassafras from Tenacious D. That's good. Let's go on an adventure. Yeah. I got lots to show you. La, la, la. Can I be a Sasquatch too? La, la, la. You already are. La, la, la. You're my son, JB. My widow baby says. Let's take a dip in the strawberry river. There you go. Papa Gnu. He's my sassafras. Oh, yeah. It's so That's funny. That's just fucking funny, dude. I just, <laughs> goddamn. Strawberry Wiva. I really forget how much I laugh at this movie every time I watch it. It's just, God, it's so funny. <laughs> it's seriously, you're, you're totally right. Totally right. <laughs> this scene makes no fucking sense in, in any way. So at this point, he um, he falls out of the tree. Jack Black falls out of the tree, and in when that happens, he comes out of his his hallucinations uh, from the mushrooms, and he realizes, oh, he's less than one mile away from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Let's just walk. So he walks to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. At this point, Kyle Gass has been embarrassed at the frat party he's at. Uh, because they they ask him to they pretty much call him out on his lie and he starts playing some one of the one of the songs he plays by history. himself with acoustic guitar yeah he plays history and it's just terrible and they cut him off immediately and he's just embarrassed and then as he's leaving the party Colin Hanks the real Colin Hanks is uh, thro- throws a cup of beer at the back of his head <laughs> and that's like the final straw and Kyle just like kind of walks away you know embarrassed and just you know miserable. And then that's when the song call the song comes in, uh, dude. I totally miss you. Dude. And it's just, yeah. So they miss each other. They they want to be reunited, and uh, and they both know what what needs to happen. And then eventually they meet up, um, at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in the air ducts of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is, makes no sense why Kyle how Kyle got in there and. You know, I, I just none of that part makes any sense, but it's totally fine. But How? prior to them meeting up, we get the song "Break in City, Storm why, the Gates." Why are you just brushing over, dude? I totally miss you. That's not a filler song. This is a fucking killer song. It's not a banger for me. This is a. It's this never is my six B. Really? Okay. This oh, well, this this well, drum yeah, pattern yeah, is 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 unreal. 
I love it so much. It is fucking huh. unreal. And then later on, when you get the solo and JB's vocals are going over it, it's <laughs> that noise, that is absolute yeah. money. This song is amazing. I love this song. This is a banger through and through. It's, it's one of my song. last this is one of my last actual bangers before it just becomes like later banger status. Okay. I, I, I fucking can't believe this is not like a like an actual banger for you. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's it's I I don't list it as a banger. I, I would never ever playlist this one. I I think that's kind of how I, I, I base these as bangers is is if I'm gonna playlist them in any sense. And, this is the uh, most th- yeah. this is the most stripped down acoustic guitar playing on the album. You can hear the the plectrum hitting all them strings. It's 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 very soft strummed and then very like mic turned up. So you can hear all of the nuance. You can hear the finger slides. You can hear everything. And I love it. And obviously the the lyrics are, uh, you know, self-explanatory. They just yeah. miss each other. They need to reunite with one another. And they will in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, like I said, in the air ducts. Um, but, <laughs> we get also, but then we get the awesome song, Break in City, Storm the Gates. So. Stone. In the a couple of scenes prior to this, uh, what's uh, Tim Rob with Tim Robin Tim Robbins Tim Robbins is that yeah Tim Robbins character I forgot yeah. his name and his character's name but he gives uh, Jables a napkin of where he needs to go <laughs> to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and it's literally just a, a like a hand like a pencil drawn two air ducts on a napkin and that's it no other instructions. But that's enough. That's enough for Jables to get onto the roof and uh, whip around some bushes and uh, get into uh, the Hall of Fame. So that's what he does. And this song breaks down every single movement that he does to get to that point. Breaking cameras. Um, yeah. Pretty, climbing a pipe uh, up onto the roof. You Dude, know, that's two the air best, vents that, on the, the roof. That's the best part. He's, he's his yeah. metal pole. Climb that shit. <laughs> <laughs> And like he, he's just he's just giving directions. This is not a banger for me. I think Breaking City and Car Chase really? City are kind of like one and the same. They kind of go together. Yeah, kind of, yeah. It's not a banger because I like if, if I'm taking away from the context of the movie, I'm listening to this musically. Not a lot going on. Nothing's really happening except that it's just the same thing over and over. Just a doof 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 against all odds, which is fine. I, it's fun. <laughs> it's a later B for me. Against all odds. Storm the gates, storm and then the and gates. then Dave and then Dave's drums. It's a doom ka doom ka. Storm the gates, doom ka doom ka. It's just it's so simple. It's but it's just like perfect songwriting. And then also in in uh, Breaking City, you know. Um, oh wait, how does it start? It goes. Oh my god, I just totally forgot how the, how this how that song started. God damn it. There's a lot of. So I mean, just 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 overall, there's a lot of like famous people in this movie too. Oh yeah, definitely. Like like not just the big ones that we've seen, but but um, I mean, going back to like the frat party, um, Jason Siegel is one of the frat boys. Wait, is he really? Jason Siegel is. Yeah. No way. And, and then, uh, what's that girl's name from fucking The Office? She she played the purse salesman, saleswoman. Oh, Amy Adams? Oh, yeah. you're right. Amy she's Adams also, is in it. Yeah, you're right. She's also there, too. You're totally And then right. Fred she's Armisen's there. there as a security guard. Yeah, he's the security Tim guard. Robbins we've talked about. But, like, this is just... These are two guys that, that... 
I, I wouldn't say are highly respected, but are beloved in, in, in the Hollywood scene. So there's a mm-hmm. lot of people that want to be a part of this because it's fun. It's just a yeah. fun, fun time. And that's cool, was, man. So what I was going to say, the, the opening, the opening, essentially, I guess, verse of, uh, of Breaking City is the mission is clear. I'm going over going there. Away. I'm going to going do, to the, do mission. the mission. I flip around the corner, flat as a pancake, and then I, and then I avoid the camera. Yeah, annoy the camera. Is that what he says? Annoy the oh, camera. Yeah, they avoid the camera. Oh, avoid the camera. Is that what he says? Yeah. It's just the, every, the just flat as a pancake because he because he goes against the wall and like he's 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 a fatter dude. Yeah, he's a bigger so guy. When he, yeah. So when he says like flat like flat as a pancake, like you know that's just so self aware, very humorous, very funny, <laughs> good stuffs. Uh, now I'm climbing up on the roof. I got cat like right. I, I I got cat like reflexes. reflexes. <laughs> it's it's so good. Stomp the gates. Oh man, this this song is great. And then it, and then it abruptly ends when he jumps through the air vents and he just lands flat out. Just just that booming sound in the air ducts. And then uh, and then you know what I noticed on this watch through was when. When Jables is walking, is crawling through the, the the air ducts, is he all of a sudden pulls out a walkie-talkie? There's never been a walkie-talkie at <laughs> any point in this in this movie. They had a bit before of or after, yeah. There's just there's been no walkie-talkie, and then all of a sudden he's trying to reach out to to Kyle, and then Kyle happens to be there, and then they both get into the same part of that air duct, and then it just falls in the center of like the in, into the center of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And uh, yeah, from here, then uh, they find their way to uh, the pick of destiny. They steal it. There's a lot more that go. There, there's a bit more that goes on, but do we really need to get into it? What do you think? Nah. So they steal the pick of destiny. They uh, they leave, and then they're on their way home. They're almost home. I think they even say they're we're 50 miles away from Los Angeles. We're almost there, and then then the cop pulls them over for a busted taillight. And they think, oh my God, we're we're getting busted for the uh, for stealing the pick of destiny. So then they go on a car chase, and that leads into the song City. "Car Chase City." So where does this sit for you on the banger list? It, it, it's a later B, and again, it's because I put "Car Chase City" and uh, "Breaking City" as 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 just similar things. They they they're fun songs that drive yeah. the, the plot forward because they're very kind of one dimensional. In the fact that it's just like a bass drum the whole time, leading the song, which is nothing wrong with that. I love it; they're hilarious. But outside the movie, they don't hold much See, water to me. I think you're totally wrong on here. Eh. I think drumming. This is some of the coolest drumming that Grohl does on this entire record. Is on no. this one. The let's rock, let's roll, car chase city, let's go. Just that 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 entire drum part. That's all. That's all like that. That skills yeah, and listen to Grohl's drumming again. His drumming is fucking awesome in that part. This is my one B. Carche City is my one B. That's just that's silly boy talk. Right well, there. it's not silly. It's it's oh. true. The lyrics are hilarious. This is also another another instance where he's pretty much explaining exactly what's going on in the movie, and um, I just I it's so goddamn funny. It's a great chase scene too, where it just. From an action standpoint, from an action movie standpoint, there's shit blowing up. There's fast cars going by. There's just a lot happening, and uh, and then and then 
Lee is is in his living room, like eating a TV dinner or whatever. Watching, he sees a, a high speed chase, chase on his, on the TV, and he's like, "Oh, that looks like my car." So he calls the car phone. Calls the fucking car phone. <laughs> JB answers it, and he's like, "Oh, is everything going going okay?" He's like, "Yeah, everything's great." And then he's like screaming at the same time, and eventually he destroys <laughs> the car, and then they escape down through a, a, a manhole in the street, but. Uh yeah, th- this this song man, I love it. And then <laughs> the part where Jable says "fuck this shit," it's, wait, wait, fuck this shit. It's gone way too far. Just the way he says "fuck this shit" it makes me laugh every time I hear it. I love it. <laughs> it's it's a good song. It's it's, it's hilarious. I I I don't know. It's fine. It's I good. just I don't I don't. I can't believe you don't have a more positive thing to say about his drumming, about girls drumming on this one. I, I, cause I, I, the song isn't there. There's no, bam, there's bam, no song bam, there for bam. me. That's, that's cheesy in a way that's, that's, that is just driving plot forward. That like, like Beelzebub boss is cheesy as fuck, but it's a good song. Oh, yeah. Wait till we get into that one. It's a good song. It's fantastic. Oh yeah. All right. So let's play a little bit of car chase city because, oh, we didn't even play breaking city. Fuck. I forgot. What do you what do you want to play? What do you want to play? Car, play Car Chase City. It's your one B. This is my one B. So fuck it. So here here is Car Chase City from uh, Tenacious D. There you go, Car Chase City from Tenacious D. So I didn't think of this until I didn't really make the connection until this week because I I haven't been a Van Halen man for very long. It's only been a couple years since I really got into that band. But this song is to me a true homage to uh Hoffer Teacher. Drumming, the drumming is very much 
like Alex Van Halen in that song with the 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 bass drum, the the ride cymbal, just the just the, all that 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 kind of style of playing that that Alex does in that song. And then the guitar riff too. The guitar riff is is kind of reminiscent of Hot for Teacher. The way he kind of sings, the structure of the song is very very reminiscent to Hot for Teacher. Okay, and I think that's okay. super fucking rad. It's so dude, I I can't believe the song sits so low for you. Okay. Everything about the song, song is just like it's, perfection. It's a good song. It, it, it's very like Valiant Thor sounding. That it's ecstatic and oh, and man. crazy and and and, and 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 spastic and and nuts. It's good. I love this song. So uh, so so let's move on from Car Chase City. So they they escape through the sewer. They escape from the police, and nothing is ever said after that point about no. what happened. Uh, then they go to uh, the open mic night once again. Uh, this is pretty much the end of the movie. We're wrapping it up. Go to open mic night. Paul F. Paul F. Tomps, Tompkins is there again as the 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 host of the night, and uh, they say, you know, you what do they say again? We have something to wait. What do they say? He's in like he's he, about like blowing your fucking brains out or something like that. Yeah, and then they eventually break the pick in half. Kyle and Jack, they're, they're fighting over the pick. Like, who should who should use the pick tonight? Oh, no, no this is what it is. Yeah, they, they fight about who's going to use the pick that night. And eventually they, they break the pick in half. And then Paul F. Tompkins comes up and says, you know, it's not it's not about the pick. It's how you guys, how you guys actually write music. Some bullshit like that. I don't remember the exact, exact dialogue. So they're like, okay, you're totally right. So they go into the building or they're about to go into the building. Paul F. Tompkins picks up the... Um, the two halves of the pick, and then he becomes the devil. The devil takes him over, and the devil is Dave <laughs> Grohl. And we get the song Beasel so Boss, the final showdown between the devil and uh, Tenacious D. So, yeah, what, what do you got on this one? This is my 2B, by the way. This is my 1B. Okay. This is, um, I, I, I think, like, like just, just nostalgia aside, and in the context of Tenacious D, this is just a really well-written song. This is a yeah. song that is that is mimicking "Devil Went Down to Georgia." There, there are similarities there. This is a song that is that is that is building on itself, that is telling a story in a short amount of time. That you could take out the entirety of this movie and only play this song, and it still tells a story. It still it still starts somewhere and it ends somewhere with a lot of really cool middle parts. There's there's three or four different kind of songs going into this this epic jam sesh here. I think yeah. it's funny. I, I I think the lyrics match everything. I think the layers are great. I think the vocal performances are awesome. I think the guitars are great. Dave Grohl fucking slays the drums. I think it's just a really really well written song. I I totally agree with you on here. The the transitions between all the parts to tell the story I feel is is perfect. It, it's this metal song. Up until you know, you think the devil's won, and then all of a sudden, Tenacious D say, "Wait, wait!" They they just sing, "Wait, wait," and then you motherfucker, motherfucker, and then it just goes into their like acoustic jam, and then all of a sudden, Dave Grohl just goes, "Fuck, fuck!" Just like fuck. where in any song are you just gonna yell "fuck" like that? Like you're just frustrated, pissed off that. That you just yell fuck like that. 
It's 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 crazy because right from the get go, right, right, they, they they say like they they say after he says I am complete and they yell fuck, they're harming yeah. with each other, and then Dave Grohl responds. He says, "Yes, you are fucked. You're shit out of luck." So it's like now we are oh now we're having dialogue. There's dialogue. We have dialogue. This is what a fucking musical is. This is what a play is. There is yeah, dialogue. Right. There's a back and forth. This is not just a song. This is a song. This is slash that that's they could perform on stage and it would make sense. It's coherent and it's 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 fucking crazy that they could do this and put so many fucking fucks in there. There's <laughs> there's tons of them, and and. Man, and that whole that whole that whole part too. We're just we're we're. He says, "Wait, wait, wait. We challenge you to a rock off. Like, give us a chance to rock your socks off." And he's like, "Ah, fuck. I have to do it because the demon code makes me do it." And he pull up the scroll, and it's all fucking yeah. long. He's like, "I can't do." But they lose. They lose this rock off. They yeah. they lose. They lose this rock off. They just get lucky because he like chips his tooth and fucking no, his horn. loses a piece of him. Oh yeah, the horn. The, the horn. The yeah, horn. yeah, it was the horn. It was um, the horn. So the, the, he he can only fight if he's complete. That's why the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's uh, so like going from the beginning. Okay, right. There's all these parts to this. God, this song is so fucking good. It's just so it's so complex. It's so amazing. <laughs> it's like Bohemian Rhapsody complexity here, but in a very yeah. elementary way. But overlooked in a way that's that's just almost like people it's, just poo poo it away. But it's not. This is the more fun version of Bohemian Rhapsody. It's unbelievable this is, this how, is like, how this complex is, a song is. This is like if you're gonna write Bohemian Rhapsody and and actually have fun writing a song. This is that song. That's what this is. I love Bohemian Bohemian Rhapsody, but this is just on another level. And, and there, again, there's dialogue. There, there's going back and forth, right? He says, "What are your terms? What's the K? Hey, hey, oh. And and they say, "If we win, like you got to get out of here. You gotta take your sorry ass back to hell. But also, you got to pay our rent." Yeah, like, remember? Throw back <laughs> to the beginning the of the movie. Point, yeah. That's, That's why they the started a the band was to pay their fucking rent. How are they gonna pay the rent? Amazing, great songwriting. And he says, "What if I win?" He says, "Well, you can take Cage back to hell." And then there's a dialogue between Cage and JB. Like what? What are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? It's, 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 it's the only way to be your little bitch. The way he says "bitch," be, be your little, little bitch. bitch. Bink. <laughs> you know what? I, I I didn't notice until I watched it last night. But when he says "be your little bitch," when he says "bitch," he like grabs Kyle's tit, like very subtly grabs his tit when he says "bitch," <laughs> just to really be that disrespectful to him. That disrespectful. <laughs> it's it was so fucking funny. And I was I was really trying uh, to get in to see if Dave Grohl wrote any of these guitar licks or wrote anything here. I didn't uh, see that he didn't. I didn't see that he did. But man, I just when, saw that when, he has a songwriting credit. But that's it. But uh, that could just be for drumming. So yeah, I, I don't true. know. And, and helping but no, out. But he he didn't he didn't get a uh, songwriting credit for drumming in any of the other songs. Okay, so maybe it's because like the vocal melody and I think it's I think it's just a mixture of everything. But. I would like to imagine that he wrote all the guitar parts on this as well as the, as well as the drums and we know he can do it because we we've heard the Probot Probot record. On top of that, we've heard the new Dead Widow record that came out last year or was it this year? Right before Taylor Hawkins died. Damn, that was a fucking killer record too. Yeah, that Dead Widow record is fucking awesome. W- without multiple listens on that record, I mean it could be better than Probot. Like it was so good. Yeah. I think the only thing that that really sets Probot aside is that it has so many different singers mm. and some of those singers just 
fucking are so legendary. great with those songs. Yeah, they just mesh so well with those songs. But I think I feel like the Dead Widow record as a whole is a better record than Probot. But I don't know. So uh, that, well, that's it, not what we're talking just, about. God damn, it's, it's all just so it's all just so good. So so when Dave Grohl first comes in, he's on the Devil. I love metal. Check this riff; it's fucking tasty. But that part. All that drumming, all those, all those yeah. drum fills, y'all. So good. Come on, dude. Like yeah. this is this right here. This verse, that specific part of this verse, is yeah. the best drum performance on the album. It is so fucking good. And then not it's only so that, basic. <laughs> the, the drum fills lead into that 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 lead guitar part. That I'm the devil. I can do what I want. Ding, ding. Oh my god, dude! It's it's just Let so those power melodic chords out a little bit. Yes, uh. it's so fucking melodic. Oh, Dave Grohl just absolutely fucking kills. Absolutely slays. After that part, is <laughs> whatever I got, I'm gonna flaunt. There's never been rock up that I've ever lost. And there's a doof, 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 doof. like he's just hitting all these fucking tons. I never even yes. heard of before in my life. Double bass, everything. It's just all fucking. It's all bottom style. Just straight up, oh, all totally. loud. It's all totally. bottom. Love it. It's absolutely unreal. Yes. And and and, and movie wise, he says, "I can't wait to get Cage back to hell." And that's when he like like mimes so bending him over, <laughs> and like 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 fucking him in the ass. And he puts his his, his V up to like his his tongue and puts his tongue out. Yeah. And it's just it's so, it's so nasty. It's so, so nasty. nasty. It's so rude. Yeah. It's so rude. <laughs> Devils are rude, dude. <laughs> God damn, it's so good. Dude, like Dave Roll's verse in that is probably like my favorite part of this song. Yeah. It's so And the good. way the way he kind of like stomps around too in the movie to kind of like he stomps along to the beat and it's just Yeah, it's it's an abs- it's absolute perfection. This entire scene is the best part of the entire movie. And this is a <sighs> testament to just how cool, how cool Dave Grohl is because He's playing drums in costume. He's playing guitar <laughs> yeah. in costume. costume yeah. He's singing in costume. He's doing stage direction He's acting. in yeah. costume. Everything, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Unbelievable. It is. So also the the point where you know, after Grohl's part, you get you get Tenacious D and then you get that build up. The build up of them going Come on, Cage. Now it's time to blow doors down. Oof. I hear Jables. You know that. Well, it that builds build up, up even earlier, though. We you, you got you got to throw it back. It's, it's it's the no right. Yes. He's like, come on, There's Cage. Sh- bring the thunder. And then Cage is <laughs> the, the soft, the soft acoustic. There's just no way that, way we, that can we can win. win. That and was a masterpiece. That's throwing back earlier in the movie too, when 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 JB find out that that Cage was not who he said he was. That kind yeah. of like took him down a peg. And so now Cage is is is, is thinking like we can't do this, dude. And, and and Jack is like, nah, we got this. We got this. And then that's when it, it builds up into into such a fucking cool part. I know. Deactivated lasers with my with dick. That dick. <laughs> and that, now it's time now to, it's time blow, to this blow this fucker down. down. And then it goes Oh, it just gets you going, dude. Yeah, and then it builds and builds and builds, and then it's that, it's just like, and then it becomes that, like, that that symphonic kind of speed metal thing that they do. Yeah. We are that, the D, we are the D, we are the oh D, we are the D, we are the D. It's, it's such a, it's such a perfect progression, and oh my God, dude, I, 
this this song the song you know what fuck it this is gonna be my one, my one B again. It's, it's fucking unbelievable. <laughs> this, dude. This it song is, is fucking unbelievable. It's, it's truly. It's, could this be? Could this be a perfect? Could this be a perfect prog rock song? It really is, man. Come, it absolutely fucking is. It, this is. This is. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know. So I don't good. even know. It, it bridges so many genres. Again, like we we talk about, like how 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 there's dialogue, how there's speaking, and and yeah. and, and, and when we hear this thing, like like like. In Tommy, for instance, the 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 rock opera, there's there's kind of like inner dialogue in that, and and that was like hailed as as great. I love Tommy; it's amazing. But like this is actual dialogue that that not only like rhymes, it goes somewhere. It's coherent. It makes sense. It flows. This is yeah. This is one of the most underrated like songs that that has ever been written. Like truly, I, truly, I, I truly, agree. truly. I agree. And then so. Another thing I want to bring up too is the the you know the we are the D we are the D we are the and then it gets like super fast and then in the movie Jack Black is like just prancing around, around like just he's jumping. jumping and prancing going crazy and then all of a sudden the song completely stops out of nowhere and then fucking lame <laughs> Dave Grohl is so disrespectful or the devil is so disrespectful he says you guys are fucking lame come on Cage you're coming with me. Like just the the first thing that comes out of his mouth is you guys are fucking lame after all of that buildup <laughs> and all of that shit. It's just like, oh, it's so rude. It's so goddamn rude. But he's the devil. What do you expect? And 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 again, like like they're they are they are they are fighting the devil and and yeah. they are giving the devil features that that are likable, much like like Devil Went Down to Georgia, right? When you yeah, listen to that song, yeah. it's it's like, dude, this is a cool song because I kind of like the devil. I, I like where he's coming from. I get it. And when you when you give the devil, if you believe in the devil or whatever, like the dude's like the worst thing that's ever been invented in your mind or whatever it is, right? Yeah, yeah. He should be the worst. But you're giving him features now that make him kind of likable. And when he says, you guys are fucking lame. Like calling calling somebody <laughs> lame as the devil, like really? Like, couldn't you just smite <laughs> them and explode them into like smithereens? But you call them fucking lame because because you're one of the homies because you don't care. Like <laughs> giving giving good qualities to the devil is something that Tenacious D has been doing since day one, since their HBO yeah. special, since their first album. It is just it is what they do. These guys are metal at heart. Just played acoustic guitars and and fuck man, fuck me. This outro is also incredibly cool because you guys yeah. are fucking lame come on cage come with me and that yeah it still builds it still builds it does, yeah yeah and then the, the, and then you kind of he, yeah he's going back down into hell but you can kind of hear that like swirling like like it's almost like it's like a like a whirlpool that you hear like no He's like, fuck you, Cage. Fuck you, Jables. Yeah. And the, the it, ending it's, note, it's much like much like Weezer, much like fucking uh, Only in Dreams, it ends on that kind of like that cowbell, that dee dee dee. You got to bring in the get. Weezer, huh? And that's all we get, dude. That's unreal. It's unreal. <laughs> this is this, I, I I swear to you, this song is is one of the most underrated songs of all time. I I totally agree with you on this. So. Actually, let's play a little bit of the song. Actually, do we want to play any of it? Because I, I feel like know. it might be unfair to play just a portion of it. What do you nah, think? You, you can't. Like, what, yeah. what part would you play? Like, how would you prop it up? 
Yeah, you can't. You you have to listen to the entire thing. And honestly, the song is I'm looking right now. It's five minutes and thirty five seconds. It's not the longest song, uh, but what they accomplish in this story wise musically is uh, is really something else. It's fucking awesome. So this 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 might be like like this song like musically visually might be one of the best things Dave Grohl's ever done in his life. Oof, that's uh that's a bold statement. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, like like I I I'm not saying it is, I'm just saying it might be if we took a minute to like think about it, dissect it, argue it, but this this definitely is in contention for the best thing Dave Grohl's ever done in his life. Musically, not if he had yeah. you know, kids, I, I don't want to be like that guy, but like musically, this could be like the best thing he's ever done in his life. I think I could I would I would say top five for best thing he's ever done musically. Um, but the best we'd have to really kind of break that down. I, I, I really but need that's to for know episode. It, I really need to know if you play guitar. Like if I ever meet Dave Grohl, I'm only asking him one question. How much involvement did you have in Beazle Boss? <laughs> that's all I want to know. Nothing nothing about Nirvana. No, fuck, fuck all that, that shit. Don't care. Yeah. All I want to know. <laughs> Oh man, I you know we we've talked about it on the podcast before, but you know we have those celebrities that seem so untouchable to the point where if you were ever to be in the same room as them, you wouldn't know what to say. Like, or or to the point where you can never imagine yourself as being in the same room as said person. Like Jimmy Page, I I I can never think of a. I can never even imagine being in the same room as him or as Paul McCartney or shit like that. Dave Grohl is one of those people. Yeah, I've seen him live. I've seen Foo Fighters live and I've seen Queens of the Stone Age live with him on drums, but I still can't imagine myself like in a room talking with a guy. So I think there's a difference between between like I can't imagine ever like talking to him or like what the fuck would I say to him? Yeah, mm-hmm. like Jimmy Page is is the latter. Like, what the fuck would you say to Jimmy Page? Oh, like what's up one day? Like, Stairway is <laughs> my favorite. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, like go over the hills anyway. far away. That's what I would say. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> I would. But as far as like Dave Grohl goes, like he's done so much extracurriculars, and I feel like either of us would never bring up Foo Fighter. I for sure would never bring up. Foo I would Fighters. never. Yeah, I would. I mean, there's so much more to talk about before I even get to Foo Fighters. And I feel like God, I feel dude. like in any situation, you probably have about one one solid question that you can ask until he's kind of like, okay, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk to you anymore. I'm here living my own life. Like, ask your question. I'll answer it and get the fuck out. So, like, what would your one question be? My honestly, my one question to Dave Rill would be, how much involvement did you have in Beelzebub? I need to know because that will that would determine if you wrote those fucking if you wrote that lick that was tasty, right? <laughs> Check this lick; it's fucking tasty. It's fucking if you wrote yeah. if he if he wrote that tasty lick, if he actually played it and it wasn't cones, I I I would think this is probably his best performance he's ever done musically. I I really I can't argue with you on this. I cannot argue because God, I need to know. Yeah, yeah. It, it is a, it is a top question. I I would love to ask him about Nirvana. I would love to ask him about the "Shake Your Blood" song with with Lemmy, like with the some of the Queens of the Stone Age stuff. I would love to talk to him about. But yeah, this is this is like a this is a really obscure thing that you could talk to him about. Where I feel like he would have a ton of shit to t- to say to you if you were to just say like, "Oh, how was how 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 did you approach the drumming?" 
on this song or how did you approach the the guitar playing on this song i feel like he could talk your ear off for an hour about this song because nobody fucking talks about it because nobody talks about it because everybody yeah. thinks it's stupid except for the true yeds and and i, I feel like Which if you asked him I, I feel like if you asked him hey like how much involvement did you actually have in be as a boss and the first thing you do is laugh right you'd fucking think that's so stupid it's so yeah. funny but then he'd be so excited to talk about it yeah yeah, probably like how many probably. people? I love fucking. I love your intro. It smells like Teen Spirit, dude. Even though it's a fucking fantastic <laughs> intro, one of the it's greatest drum intros of all time. Yeah. But come on, he's heard it a million times. True, true. Okay, god damn. God, we, we should have we should have Dave Grohl on the podcast, right? Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll reach out. Our people yeah, will reach, reach out, out to his people. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's in That's the pipeline. True. We'll do it. We'll do it. All right, so let, let's move on to the last two songs because we're not going to talk about Kong or the other training medley or whatever it is. Melody. I never even heard those last two songs. Yeah, I never week. heard them until this week, actually. But, I forgot uh, what they sounded like, too. So we have the title track, Pick of Destiny, which uh, opens up the credits of the, of the, the, the movie, really. This is, uh, it's, it's a fine song. The, I don't know. This is my least favorite song. Like, if I had to pick a least it's favorite song, this is it. I just don't. I just. I just don't care, man. I. I only. I only tolerate this because of the metal coming that after comes it. After. Yeah. But like, I just. I don't care. I. I, I think it's. It just. It, it. doesn't do anything musically. It doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't prop anything up. All it does, is say the words "Pick of Destiny." I think it's weak. I mean, the one thing that I've always really liked about this song is that is is when when he says it's the pick of destiny, <laughs> child. It's the child. It's the the little pause between destiny and child that I always thought was so funny and so <laughs> ridiculous. But other than that, you know, it, it's a fine it's a fine song. Which which in itself is cool, right? Because if if when you're telling stories before like the written part of of humanity was in, was invented it was always it was always like passing down history through storytelling yeah. and when you tell stories you, you're talking really to like children and telling them the stories of the elders and so again continuity wise when he's talking about the pick of destiny and he says the word child yeah not only is he condescending because he's being a funny asshole which i love <laughs> but I he's know. also like telling a story this is a story much like tribute right tribute is a story about the greatest song in the world uh, tribute so yeah this is this i get this is all continuity i i i uh, it's it's fantastic it's it so is. good it is so let's move on to the final song the metal this is my 8 b on the on the album you don't like this song what? i do i love this song i love this song but it's it's just so simple and it's so stupid punk rock tried to destroy the metal Grunge tried to destroy the metal. See, like Tenacious D is a is a metal band at heart, but they play acoustic guitars just because they're not good enough to play metal music, and because <laughs> they want to harm better than metal musicians, which I like. And it, like they they really are they they are metal musicians at heart. And the metal, I didn't like listen as a as a B because it's not like a part of the movie. It's at the end of the credits, whatever. But it's a high B for me. This is a for yeah, sure a top yeah. five or six B for me. I love the song. I love that riff. That and the it's a great look that. And then you let those fucking toms ring out. That I think he hits the tom in in one of the in the snare at the same time. And you let it ring out. So you yeah. 
kind of fade away. Oh, it's so good. This song is amazing. I love it. I love the way Jack Black sings on it. I like how how condescending and obnoxious he is. I like that. <laughs> that old man singing thing he's like, got going like an, on. Like an old, like an old Englishman. Yeah. You know? That's what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, but like, but song. like everything about this, dude. This, the, 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 there's constant breakdowns. This this song is is is, is all about like the breakdowns. It's a that riff is really good though too Fuck, that's a man, solid that's a cool riff. riff so we uh we went through every song on the soundtrack which is we don't do often but we did it um let's uh let's give our final thoughts on the on the record and even the movie who knows and um we will rate it based off of our world famous three-point rating system where three is a perfect album Two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to. One is a bad album, but give it a shot. And zero is the worst thing you've ever heard. So what do you have for Tenacious D in The Pick of Destiny? Go. The movie, to me, is like Velveeta mac and cheese. It's not great. It's nothing to write home about. It's good. But, like, it's comforting. I can watch the movie... And like it's full, it's chock full of stars, and you know everybody had a great time doing it, and it didn't cost a lot. And Jack Black took a pay cut. There's a lot of cool things involved in the making of the movie, but who cares? If the movie sucks, it sucks, right? And and if you take the music out of the movie entirely, it's not a very good movie. Like it, it's it's just no production is poor. Yeah, dialogue's pretty bad. Like it, it's just stupid. It's just stupid. Much like Velveeta, like mac and cheese, like liquid gold, whatever. Okay, that's like kind of like gross mac and cheese, <laughs> but it's comforting. And like, if I'm hungover and I I, I don't want to like make food, dude, boil up some fucking noodles, throw that packet of, of Velveeta cheese in there, mix it up. It's solid. It's, it's so it'll gross. fill me up. It'll fill me up. I it tastes good. I like it. It reminds me of being a child. No big deal. So the movie, I think, is like that. It's comfort food. The soundtrack, however, I, I I think is exponentially better. I think the soundtrack is incredibly underrated. I think the soundtrack is something that because it's Jack Black, because it's Tenacious D, because it's it's silly boy talk, because it's something like that, people pass it over as just as a joke, and it's 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 not. It seems like it's a joke, but uh, it's this is complex songwriting. This is complex songwriting, and and we don't. Man, I, I we don't see this at all. We we don't you just don't <laughs> see this at all. Yeah, yeah. We're we're, t- we're telling a story, and again, like I just I love I love having dialogue within a song that makes sense, that flows, that's not stupid, that doesn't distract, that doesn't take away from. It, it's um it this it's it's fluid. It's fluid. It's fantastic. I love it. Um, this is a perfect album for sure. Like front to oh, back, I, this, this is perfect. This oh, is. I, I, I do think Joseph in the main technical dream code is the best musical of all time. Yeah. But as far as like rock operas, I love Tommy. The Who did a killer job with it. That's their best album. But this is eh, it's okay. This is it. It's not okay. It's fucking fantastic. This is great. This is this is perfect. This is perfect. I this is a wildly underrated movie, um, soundtrack especially. I I do agree that, you know, it's it from a from a production standpoint it's a little you know cheap looking at parts and and you know 
just there are cheap moments in the movie, but that's fine. You could still have a great movie and have cheap moments. Look at Rocky Horror Picture Show, you know? Very, yeah. very fucking cheap. But it's still iconic and um it's made a lot of fucking money. And I feel like this this movie soundtrack is wildly underrated. Um I and I think it's it's mainly because of when it was made. Had this been made in the early nineties, this would have slayed been fucking slayed. huge. Yeah. But 2006, you know, it, it's a very different time. You know, we have these big blockbuster movies. We have Lord of the Rings. We have, you know, Star Wars had just come out with three huge fucking movies. You know, the the transition, you know, in Hollywood was very, very different. They, we were moving out of the whole kind of um, musical genre outside of like Chicago and uh, Rent, which came out like I think a year after this, if, if that. But that was all just like bullshit stupid ass boring musical movie shit fuck us shit yeah and this is um this is something that's truly unique truly funny and and it's kind of it was it's kind of sad reading about this movie like they had kyle and jack had such high hopes for this movie and they thought it was going to be a lot more successful than it was and they've always talked about how disappointed they were at, at, at the reception um, when it was released, and that just sucks, man. It, it's great that it has a cult following, but I really wish it would have had a bigger impact when it came out because, honestly, the movie is there. The comedy is there. The writing, for the most part, is there. It's it's staggered, but it's still there. The soundtrack is is perfect, and um, the soundtrack... Yeah, it's like, a three like, out of three. What the fuck? Like, 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 yeah, you, you can't ooh, fuck with baby. that. Ooh, baby. It's a three baby. out of three. It's a three out of three. The, it, the music is is all there. Dave Grohl. I mean, Dave Grohl on drums. How Dude, he, he not? Oh, my God. He does such a killer job in this he album. Does. It's unreal. He does. Yeah. The drumming's great. Every Everything about this. The songwriting, the lyrics. It's a perfect fucking record. We just spent an hour, over an hour and a half talking about this. It's a perfect fucking record. We both agree it's a perfect record. Yeah. So... There's nothing more to talk about. Actually, I'm I'm surprised at how much we got into this record. I, I didn't realize it was going to be this long of an episode, but I'm glad it was. It's good. It's good. It was. It's good. It's good. When it's good, it's good. It's good. It's good. So, do we have anything else on uh, Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny? Uh, that's it. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Go to Apple Podcast or go to Spotify. Go to Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars and five stars only. And uh, you know what to do. You're, <laughs> you've been listening for this long. So. Five stars only. Oh, yeah. shit. So go do shit that. Shitheads. Fucking assholes. Pussy for shit face. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Asshole piece of shit. All right. Um, bye. Meatloaf. <laughs> I have Michelob's and Modelo's tonight. M&M's, I call them. The <laughs> worst. <laughs> <laughs> and Modelo's, baby. I have Hemispheres. Hemispheres. Spheres. Spheres. <laughs> Spheres. Sounds like schmears. Stop schmears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so stupid. So uh, the band Paramore, they, uh, they put out a new song called This Is Why. This is going to be off their new record. I forgot what it's called, and then I forgot when it's coming out. But uh, this is the Paramore I like. I like Pop Paramore. Oh, man. I thought this was a good song. I know you hated it. but You like that pee-pee, that Pop Paramore. 
<laughs> I do like that pee-pee. It's some good pee-pee. Mm-hmm. It sounds so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Childish humor. <laughs> Double bass, everything. It's just all fucking, it's all bottom style. Just straight up oh, all totally. loud. It's all totally. bottom. Love it. It's absolutely unreal. Yes. And and and, and movie wise, he says, "I can't wait to get Cage back to hell." And that's when he like like mimes so bending him over, <laughs> and like 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 fucking him in the ass. And he puts his his, his V up to like his his tongue and puts his tongue out. Yeah. And it's just it's so it's so nasty. It's so, so nasty. nasty. It's so rude. Yeah. It's so rude. <laughs> the devil's a rude dude. <laughs> God damn, it's so good. Dude, like Dave Rule's verse in that is probably like my favorite part of this song. 